and everybody in between everybody i am josh rogers i am brian Hare, and welcome to another episode of this podcast <laughs> the jigsaw podcast the jigsaw. <laughs> oh man we are going to talk about life the ghetto that is life and how we navigate it you know how we do we talk about the perils mm-hmm. and my god are there perils the praises mm. the productivity and yes. the pump and circumstance of being a real life black person millennial whatever you want to call yourself right here in america brother how are you man it is a great day to be black um we live in the so-called land of the free and the home of the brave uh but sometimes it doesn't feel free uh and but we're here though aren't we here we are here we're here i am still here it's by the grace of god you know her birthday was just this week oh yes <laughs> we love to really clark call on this here podcast she's fine oh man but that's what's up bro i am i too am I'm just excited to still be here um mm-hmm. it's been an interest. it has been a monday of a week listen if that makes sense mm-hmm. and um so i'm just excited to have the strength and the wherewithal to be in front of this mic and to do what we do um before we head into any parts of the show mm-hmm. did you Complete your homework assignment. I, I, I think I, I did. Let's make sure what the homework assignment is. Let the people know what the homework assignment was. Did you finish and watch? What did you did you just watch it? Did you watch P Valley? I did watch P Valley and okay. I finished it. Mighty uh, God, God is so good. He is so good. <laughs> He's real. Um, and it is a show, ain't it? It is a show in the best of ways. <laughs> in the best of ways. So it like is, so overall. Okay. Scale of one to ten. Scale of one to ten. Uh, I'm gonna give it a solid eight. Oh, um, okay. Where I'm did it lose? Where did it lose to? Not, only because it's the first season, so it's still you know developing in, in its, its storylines. So far, I don't see any like holes in the storylines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm putting like ten to me as like something that I've seen like Breaking Bad stuff like that. But okay. But in terms of like a a good show, good season so far, it it was a, it's a it, it's a good show. I'm gonna say it's a great show. It's, it's a, a great, great show. show. It's a great. And you show. have like this, and it has this uncanny way of making you love Uncle Clifford. Like Listen. when I say, when I saw all of the commercials and promo for, I really didn't pay attention mm-hmm. to like I I know I saw this kind of like. Uh, what what do I want to call it? Like you know, extra character, right? Right, right, right. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. But then watching the show, at first I thought I was like, oh, he gonna get on my nerve because it's just I felt like it may have been a lot, mm-hmm. and, and not by virtue of him being like androgynous or mm-hmm. I don't know if he considers himself trans or drag because he really doesn't he, go, right. he really doesn't give us that level of identity. Uh-huh. Um, but that wasn't why I thought it was gonna be a lot. I thought because a lot of times with those type of characters, sometimes in TV, they typecast them in a way right, that it right. can be annoying, mm-hmm. um, and it can be you can tell like they're trying too hard, but. The guy who's playing Uncle Clifford, I, I can't remember his real name. He just so effortlessly and like really genuinely delves mm-hmm. into the personality of their character and gives us such an authentic yep. um, depiction of what their character could be specifically um, in the rural South. 
in like what is supposed to be Chuckalisa, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And you just find this way of enjoying and embracing and loving who that character is and the different layers and how he continues to develop and his relationships with, you know, his love interest relationship, but also his relationship with his mom uh-huh. and the girls and, uh, and you know, what, what, can, what can we say about mm-hmm. Mercedes? You know, the OG of the pink. <laughs> As I'm not going to say what the bottom B. <laughs> that's that's, that's what Uncle Clifford called. <laughs> the bottom B. <laughs> and we censor it. Uh, yeah, but Mercedes, M.I. Crooked Letter. Oh, we can't forget about Miss Mississippi. M.I. Crooked Letter, Crooked Letter, I. Crooked Letter, Crooked Letter, oh. I. Hump back, hump back, I. Mississippi Pride, Pride, A. Raised on cornbread. Used to have shortbread. Now I make a good paper. Now I got long bread. Little Murder. Little Murder gave us a bop. Didn't he? He gave us a bop. And I ain't even from Mississippi. <laughs> but that. It made you want to be from Mississippi, right? It's an right? anthem. It, you know, it makes me want to cross over from my Memphis, from the state line. So I could just go, M, I, quick letter, quick letter, I, quick letter, quick letter. It's, oh, it's so good. Um, good. Spoiler alert for all y'all who listen and may not have seen it. What okay. are some of your early predictions for season two? Uh, I think the gangsters are going to want to find out what happened to um, and this is far-fetched, but the gangsters are going to want to find out what happened to Autumn's boyfriend. Oh, okay. Okay. So my understanding, when he says something along the lines of like, you know, I'm connected forever. So they may want to find out like what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, and we don't know what happened. We don't know what happened in that room. We don't know. We think we know what happened. Yeah, all we know is that she emerged. She emerged. Uh, Mercedes <laughs> came out and Mercedes was distraught. So I, my, uh, my guess is Mercedes ended up shooting a man and he died. But then I'm thinking like, was the body, did they dispose the body? Did they do it themselves? You know, mm-hmm. so, so all mm-hmm. those things. So I think it's going to come down to finding out what happened in that room. Um, I think it's going to be the continued storyline of Andre trying to um, get the land for the casino Okay, so you think um, he's not going back to Atlanta anytime soon? I don't think so. I part of me thinks at this point they probably can get rid of him. Like, I, yeah, he he definitely can be a season one character. Yeah, I I, I think the the people I think that that would need to be there, Uncle Clifford, of course. And I found out the the brother's name, um, Nico Annan. Yes, or Anon, Nico. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, shouts out to you, brother. Um, Uncle Clifford can't go nowhere. Um, Autumn can't go anywhere. No, nope. Mercedes, Mercedes can't, go, can't nowhere. go nowhere. Her mama can't go nowhere. Her mama, can't, her mama is <laughs> her mama's tri- so trifling. <laughs> she and you know, usually, you know, you know, I hate usually like the bad representation of like church people on like on you know mm-hmm. media. Um, she was trifling, but it's layered though, right? So why it, it is. is a like pull a bad representation of church and church people mm-hmm. it is something like you see she deals with misogyny in her own in a way that she thinks is oh right. yeah oh yeah and and while it was wrong right it's it, to me it's a layered concept so i, I mm-hmm. wasn't mad at it because while they dealt with dirty church politics and money right, they right. also dealt with misogyny in church like 20 like 2020 and there's this church in the rural south who still won't respect women in leadership mm-hmm. um but she's your number one fundraiser Right. And, and and the interesting thing about that, though, in a lot of southern states and places, 
women still ain't they they're nothing more than fundraisers and seat fillers and you know what i'm saying and they give us the pump and circumstance, but not necessarily the leadership, right? So it's it's a true narrative, mm-hmm. uh, but it's an interesting and a trifling and a nasty one, though. Oh yeah, and, and even the <laughs> and even like and and part of me even feels like kind of this sounds bad, but it sounds feel sorry for the mom because you kind of see the layers of she. It's, it sounds like she was trash as a parent raising mm-hmm. Mercedes, and then at some point she got to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. And she's still in her process of evolving, but she's like the super zealous save person, but is hypocritical as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so it, it feels like she's still trying to evolve in some capacity, but she's just super flawed. It's 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 a weird situation. It definitely is, but uh, I can agree with those predictions. One of my other predictions is that I hope that we see more of Loretta Divine. Even in yes. even in her blindness, I hope that she takes a more active role in helping Clifford um, kind of do something with the pink mm-hmm. um, or the pink, as they're calling it. Um, the so I hope that, and, and I really want to see the pink transform from this mm-hmm. kind of. I mean, it's a cultural staple in the community, but right. I want to see it transform into like this, almost like not necessarily luxury because I don't think that's what it needs to be, but I want it to become like the magic city, you know, it's a little bit more right, iconic, right. like build it up. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all thought y'all was going to break us down. Like now nah, we, now we finna renovate. We finna like, you know oh, what I'm saying? Cause up. if you notice, like even in the VIP room, <laughs> the couches had like tears in them right. and stuff like that. So I'm hoping like we see the evolution of not just the characters and the people, how they develop, mm-hmm. but the, 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 the actual institution that the show is based around too. Right, right. And do you think do you think that um Autumn and Uncle Clifford are gonna clash? Um, I do think at some point, right? Because mm-hmm. I think she was passive because of what she was trying to accomplish. Right. And now that she is like the partner, I think there's gonna be a lot of like this is my thing, but you know. I, and I think that may be one of the that may be the protagonist antagonist relationship next season, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna run this thing. I need to run it, and she's gonna probably want to have more stake in the ground. I can also see it being conflicting with maybe her and some of the other dancers because now she's an owner and not just a dancer. Does she still right. dance? Does she command the main stage? Because Miss, I mean, because we don't know if Mercedes is gone. She was supposed right. to dance one last. She never had that last. She dance. never had the last dance. So even <laughs> when she was supposed to do the last dance when she wasn't supposed to do it again, mm-hmm. she still didn't have it. Uh, so now it's Mississippi. Um, gonna still be the main stable, and, and what's the status of Mississippi? Because she was the only girl not at the auction. Because we saw her boyfriend right. and Diamond got into this scuffle in which she saved her boyfriend by threatening to shoot Diamond. Um, mm-hmm. but she was not, you know, at the at the auction. So is she alive? Did she? Um, like it's so many unanswered questions about her. But mm-hmm. I do think there may be some conflict about her main stage presence with Autumn specifically, and maybe Uncle Clifford is going to step in. I, I don't know. I'm just ready. I'm ready for next yeah. summer. Whenever I think, yeah, I can't wait. It's going to, it's going to be a mess. Like I, I have a feeling it's going to be a good mess and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to every minute of it. I think it's definitely a show that um, in its, in, in all this raunchy glory, I think it's kind of like a disruptive show mm-hmm. um, because it, it also, it humanizes, um, you know it humanizes adult entertainment yeah in a way that we don't always think about it right right because all all the time you know most of us in society can be extremely judgmental and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um but these people have goals they have dreams and then what happens when you're somebody like mercedes when you had a goal dream saved all that kind of stuff 
and you still can't get out. Still cannot. So, you know, oh, I'm looking forward to it, though. I'm looking forward to it. And I think this episode, this season was eight episodes. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that was like, I wasn't surprised by that because it was season one. And they were testing it. So I'm right. hoping we get a good 10, 12 next season. Because, I mean, they right. kind of have an insecure. Insecure start off with eight and now we're at 10. So hopefully we get two more episodes. And I love the fact, um, watching it, streaming it, it was, they gave you 50, like eight minutes. That thing was an hour long. It it wasn't that fake hour where it's like 45 mm-hmm. minutes and 15 minutes. No, that thing was like an hour. So they took their time with it. Um, and, oh, here's another piece. Being from Memphis, there mm-hmm. was a lot of Memphis kind of Southern references in there. And what I appreciate, which is now, while they did film some of it in Atlanta, mm-hmm. what I appreciate about what they did culturally with the show is that they stayed true to the region. Okay. Uh, when they rev like the coach who came to see Mercedes, he was like a University of Memphis coach or something. But they kept talking mm-hmm. about, like they said, the Liberty Bowl. You know, I mean, you know, so so they made they wasn't just saying like Greenleaf. They said Memphis, but it didn't feel like being from Memphis. Right, right, right. It didn't feel like Memphis. And I'm not even from Mississippi, but if you're anywhere, but the Chuckalisa, based on how they present it, seems like it's juxtaposed near like a tunica. They're mm-hmm. familiar with that area. Tunica is literally like an hour from Memphis. So people go to Tunica all the time to gamble because Tunica has like all these casinos and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it gives me this kind of, it's not far from this, the big city, you know, all that right. kind of stuff. And I like that they were true to that. They they referenced different things. They said Maine. I heard, um, oh, yeah, him, I heard, say, I heard him say flogging, which is like a Memphis, like Memphis slang. Uh, and flogging is really like camouflage, which means you faking, you hide, like, you know what I'm saying? So like they use slang very well and i think it's because the creator of the show i think she has memphis ties mercedes is from memphis she's a she's a former english teacher oh really high school english teacher so just imagine oh, listen <laughs> being in that english class with that oh, God. um but yeah and then goes. the guy who played little murders uh, manager is mm-hmm. also from memphis and still lives in memphis right, so right. i think there are like they, they did a great job of probably pulling on them and really trying to understand because chuck also um, Chuckalisa Village, the mounds and stuff that they talk about, is actually mm-hmm. an Indian reservation in Memphis. So, okay. like, there are so many cultural things that I think that they did really well outside of the fact that they filmed it in Atlanta. And I get it, tax purposes and right. all that different kind of stuff. But I'm glad that they – that's another that, – to me, that's another beauty of the show. They mm-hmm. were so intentional. Because even when you look at some of the other shows that are filmed, movies and stuff that are filmed here, like, you can look at a bill and say – I remember looking at something and said, that is freaking Highland Bakery by Georgia State. Yep. Like oftentimes it like, happens. It's like, that. come on, like you know what I'm saying? I get some things you can't hide, but bruh, come like, on. Yeah. Um you're doing like landmarks in the back. You're doing landmark stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're in downtown Atlanta, like I'm gonna notice something. So right. yeah, man. Love P Valley. Glad you're able to watch it. We mm-hmm. probably can go on and on and on if I do a whole episode because there's so many nuances. But this is not what tonight is about. <laughs> uh, we, we got some stuff to talk about. So let's let's do um, the song of the week. All right. And this week's song of the week comes from an artist that we both love, um, um, English guy. 
not the not the language but the culture and the, and the ethnicity. <laughs> uh, and it is a baby I'm stuck maybe I'm doing too much bop, 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 bop. all right could have been luck maybe I ain't doing enough now here's the revelation that he gives us uh-huh. it's so safe to say in season it's time flies so do my reasons to change not for you but for me the change has to uh, glory to God Ooh. the change has to yes, be Lord. for me it is so safe to stay stuck in certain seasons, but God, to God. a change is coming. So anyway, before I get caught up in that, that song is Changed for Me by Sam Hemshaw. If you are not familiar with Brother Sam, please get familiar. Please. Amazing music. Yes. He has like two albums and mm-hmm. a bunch of singles. Yeah. Um, yep, yep, yep. So what I did was I got both albums and I took all the singles and made a Sam Hemshaw playlist. So, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> so it's like so. It's like soul music. Soul it's soul music. music. And if you like yeah. BJ, BJ, BJ the Chicago Kid, if you like Chance mm-hmm. the Rapper, he's in that vein where it is. Right. Um, definitely a lot of church influence. You can tell the boy was church. Yep. You can tell mm-hmm. his mama drug in the Sunday school. Um, yes. But it is like life music. It is R&B. It is neo soul. And the fact mm-hmm. that he is from Britain or somewhere in Europe, right? Like. It's almost that Adele effect. When you hear them sing and their music, you can't yeah. you you forget about that. Sometimes right. the way they pronounce certain things, you can it reminds you. All right. But for the most <laughs> but for the most part, the most part, um, you really can't t- and I don't think that even matters. The fact that no. it matters, he's an amazing artist. And brother, keep doing what you're doing. Hopefully there's new music coming out. Hopefully. And we are excited about it. Definitely. Um you ready to move on into some black excellence? I am so ready for this one. All right, let's go. Let's get into the Blessed Report. All right. In the midst of confusion. Yeah. In the midst of persecution, the Lord is here. Blessed yes, all right, we are here at the Blessed Up Report, and I am so excited today because this is a very, 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 very special uh, Bless Up. Um, I am giving a great shout out to Miranda Sheffield. All right. She is running for city council, but not just for any city. Okay. Not just for any city. Well, she's running for my hometown, Pomona, California. Pomona. <laughs> district, <laughs> district, district six. All right. Right. So shout out to, to Miranda. We went to the same high school. She really does love the people. She loves um, our city. Um, her campaign is powered by the people. That's her slogan is p- campaign b- powered by the people. Um, here are a few things that those that, you know, are, are kind of w- worried about what she's uh, a stand for. She's about uh, housing and renters rights, um, police oversight and accountability, uh, racial and economic justice, um, environmental justice and public health, and also to expand youth programs. So those of you that are in our area in Pomona, you know, all these things we need uh, somebody to really fight for us. Um, even though I'm not living there, I am from there and I still represent there. I go there every year, multiple times a year um, to visit my family and stuff like that. And I have family that lives in Pomona. So those of you who are from the city, Pomona, that can vote and should vote, I am saying to please vote for Miranda Sheffield. Please consider her uh, for your next city council uh, a member. I think she'll do a great job for the city. And again, bless up to Miranda. She's a black woman. Bless up. And we always here to see black women succeed. We are. We're here to salute them, uh, support them, and protect them. So that's what we're here uh, to do. Uh, so shout out, shouts out to Miranda Sheffield. Shouts out to Pomona High School. Stand up. Ah, bless up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So um, that was great. Uh, you want to go to the billboard? Ooh, let's go. 
I think we have a lot to talk about. Well, we got some things to talk about the thing. So um, before we dive deep into the billboard, all the highlights that's on these here streets, mm-hmm. um, we want to, the jigsaw, Brian and I would love to continue to send our support and our prayers yes. prayer to our warriors. brothers and sisters in Nigeria. So all the prayer warriors, all of um, them. get on your posts. Mm-hmm. Put on your shawls mm. and uh, <laughs> and bring out your Pompeian. Listen, unless <laughs> you get that, that is the oil, the Pompeian in the in the in the glass jar. Yes, the glass the, not that plastic jar, the not glass jar with that red top on. Uh huh. That's where the power is. <laughs> That's where the power is. <laughs> but no, we we need everybody for real though to um do your research if you hadn't. Um, we are fighting to and petitioning and protesting and all the things to end SARS, and that is the um the the corrupt police unit that is over right. there mm. and you know and like things and, and things are getting hectic things are things are getting hectic but the but the fighting must persist and these are the ways in which we um produce change is when we persist mm-hmm. and you know so prayers up for everybody on the front lines yep. and everybody who is doing you know whatever they need to do to advocate and we will continue to spread the word use our platforms our privilege our education all that good stuff to make sure all that people it. are informed and uh, and that change finally comes all right so anybody who knows me i think brian knows me the most i like right. hip-hop you do um but i am partial to this kind of new age trap mm-hmm. stuff right okay. I, I, uh-huh. I, and, and i'm not ashamed of it don't be ashamed okay don't be i ashamed. like biggie i like Pac. i like mm-hmm. them but I like Drake. I like Migos. <laughs> I like the baby. I like Lil Baby. I mean, you know, these the are my people. You know, and I and I'm an original, I'm one of the originators of uh, the <laughs> an emancipator <laughs> and innovator of loving trap thug music. You wanna know why? Because yeah. I am a fan of Three Six Mafia. <laughs> and they were one of the originators. You began some emancipators. Listen. Anyway, I say I let to say. In my kind of nuanced appreciation for rap music, uh-huh. I am also a big woman's rap fan. Mm-hmm. I like them from, you know, Lil' Kim to Foxy Brown to Nicki to uh, Remy Ma to <laughs> City Girls <laughs> to, to Cardi B. Correction. Um, to, right. Yeah. Uh, Saweetie to, you know, all of them. Mulatto. You know what I'm saying? I, I buy. Now, all the songs don't speak to me because clearly, but. They are bops. They got nice beats. And a lot of these women are really just, not just great women rappers, Bars. they're great rappers. Rappers. They're great. And we saw that from the age, like from Queen and all of them. These women are just great rappers. That's so why I have a really great appreciation for women's rap, right? So all of that being said, to give you this, uh-huh. I, am, I am not a Ken. I am not a Barb. Uh-huh. I am Ken adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to say that my girl, um, Onika Mirage, a.k.a. Nikki Minaj, uh, had her first child. It was a baby boy, she revealed. Um, she posted a thank you to some of um, her celeb girlfriends who sent her um, gifts, Kim Kardashian, Aww. Beyonce, uh, Beyonce, her mama. Uh, she, she called her Mama Carol. <laughs> but her, I don't mama, know about listen, that. First name basis, but, you know, that's their business. They, they must have had a situation back then. Um, I mean, her mama said, I love you. And all that kind of stuff. So maybe that's just their thing. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's have the brown. So they can do that if they want to, because that's their business. Right. Um, but no, she revealed that she had a boy. Um, so shout out to baby um, Nicholas, maybe. Or uh, you know what? I hope she named that baby Roman. Because, you know, that's her alter Ooh. ego. 
Roman's Revenge. Okay. <laughs> That's the Roman Petty. Roman, Roman Minaj Petty. <laughs> she has the best last name. And like she married intentionally. She married intentionally. Yeah. And you know she, what? She's been quiet about Mr. Petty. And you know, the people have been saying they didn't know if that thing was gonna last, but we will see. We, I don't wish divorce on anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm praying that black love, you know, remains together. But uh, shouts out to them. Bless them. Congratulations. Um, congratulations. I am excited to see what this baby does for her, um, her career specifically. Um, does she respond the way she used to respond to some of the drama in the industry? You know what mm. I'm saying? Because, you know, Nikki was quick. She didn't like her. She's going to get on Queen Radio. Queen She's going to rant. She's going to go crazy. She's going to do all these other types of things. So I wonder, does is motherhood going to kind of soften that approach? I don't think mm. she ever needs to change in her kind of, her confidence and what she brings to the game. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, is like her response level to certain things is going to be different now that she's a mom. Right. Yeah, and, and I, that's what I'm thinking too. Um, like, is she gonna? I, I think I, at this point, I think she's gonna come back with a vengeance. Like, oh yeah. Uh, 2019 was Cardi's year. 2020 was Meg's year. So I think Nikki is gonna come back 2021, like seeking edges. Oh yeah, and she's already she's natural wigs. And it's she's happening. already featured on somebody's song that's out. And she's on Ty Dolla Sign got a new album coming out Friday. She's featured on that. So like she's still been working and record. I'm sure oh, yeah. she's been recording because she recorded Hot Girl Summer from her house. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So she's been I'm sure doing stuff in her in home studio and sending it over and whatever, whatever. So I'm excited and and say what you want to say. Nikki does give us some goofy raps, but like she's proven outside of Monster that mm-hmm. she has bars and that she can flow. Uh, I think oh, yeah. she sometimes a lot of times falls into what we give credit to Drake for and that's being super commercial right. and because like everything Drake spit ain't bars like Tusi Slide but it was a culture phenomenon you know what I'm saying oh, yeah. so um so I so I think Nikki falls in that sometimes and we fault her uh, but at the same time she has I think she's proven time and time again like I said outside of Monster that she can hold her own and that she's an excellent rapper. I'm going to take oh, the yeah. woman part about it. She's an excellent rapper. Right, um, right. So like you said, I'm excited to see what 2021 holds. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, I'm going to be on it. We're going to be looking forward to that. Um, so Daniel Kalua, you know who that is, right? Uh, yes, I do know him. Yeah, that's the guy from Get Out. That's the guy uh-huh. from, that's, that's Slim, from Queen and Slim. Uh-huh. He's uh, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. That, Black Panther. Sellout. Yeah, sellout guy, all like different kinds of stuff. Great mm-hmm. actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, him and Jordan Peele seemingly are on the same wavelength, the same vibe. Because oh, if you God. know anything about Jordan Peele and his art, you know that Jordan Peele has a twisted kind of dark imagination. Oh, and he else. has a habit of taking stories mm-hmm. and really making them dark and even taking some of our favorite cultural songs <laughs> and making them dark and scary and Say things like that. You. Listen. Satan the Listen, Lord rebuke you. Um, so Daniel has just said that he's going to produce a dark live action version of Barney. Now, let me tell you something, to Brian. <laughs> First of all, it's going to be dark. Then you tell me it's going to be live. You put one of those CGI, whatever it's called, purple dinosaurs on my screen, and that thing started eating children. <laughs> Child. <laughs> Listen. Listen, we bring the Pompeian back for this one. <laughs> Listen, I mean, Barney was already a dinosaur playing with kids at a yes. at a preschool, right? <laughs> I don't, Barney was a was a stuffed animal that came to life, grew <laughs> he went in from size. this little bitty thing, grew, right. in, bro. So imagine a dark version of that. 
Like what? And part of me is kind of intrigued. <laughs> like, like and then there's another part because because I want to see because I can like Get Out and Us and the upcoming film Candyman with Jordan Peele. I can see how I mean Candyman is already a horror film. Right, right, right. I can definitely see how those things become darker and you make it about the black because Candyman, the new version with Jordan Peele, what I understand is the same premise, but it's about the guy being around the the um, Gabrini Green projects in Chicago and uh-huh. like it talks about the black experience of poverty and things like so Jordan Peele always highlights the black experience and gives us a mirror somehow. right yeah. it's a it's a dark mirror but it's a mirror nonetheless he speaks to culture in that way so I'm I wanna I'm very interested to see what Daniel does with Barney mm-hmm. um, and how he low-key ruins it <laughs> because I can almost right. tell you if I decide to watch it which mm-hmm. I'm probably 50, 50%, maybe not, 50% maybe will. Um, I don't watch Barney now, but it's going to destroy everything I've ever known about him. I'm sure. And do I'm you sure. bring Baby Bop in there? Like, like, right. What songs do y'all sing? Are y'all singing Hey, Mr. Knickerbocker, Bobbity Bop? Like Ooh. we Bobbity Bop? Mm-mm, they may not. Do you sing Mr. Sun? Oh, Mr. Sun. Sun. <laughs> Miss, that's one of my favorite songs. Golden Sun. <laughs> Please shine. You know, my favorite part is... <laughs> Here you go. Please go. What is it? Um, come on, you can pray with you. Uh uh-uh, uh, that ain't the one. That ain't my song. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Josh. Go back. Oh, if all the rain drops will live and drops and go. That's the got the one. That's the one. Oh, what a rain it will be. Yeah, that's it. It's time in the time. Oh, yeah. But no, but but for real though, what do you do? Like, how do you darken those songs? Like you know what I'm saying? Like the like I'm 31 and you're you what you know you 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 late 30s. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm don't do that. I'm in 30, brother. You late 30s. Don't do that. You closer to 40 than you are 30. Technically. Yeah, yeah. Technically, we I'm I'm 35. I know, but you're past that birthday. So I, you're but I am inching on 36. I'm so inching on 30. Yeah, if we were rounding right now, you'd be 35.5. You were the No, but no, I say that to say, though, like, even in our 30s, we still have very fond memories of yes. all of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know how I feel about my childhood being ruined. Um, no. And definitely not going to let my kids watch it. But we, I am, I'm not going to lie. I'm low-key interested to I'm see, interested to see what, gonna what it's going to be. That may be the, because I don't, I don't really do horror. Mm-mm. I don't do, do horror. The Saints don't do horror. Yeah, we don't do horror. And I, and I have I have done it, but I mm-hmm. don't horror film. Oh, I've no. done it, but I don't I horror mean. film. Specifically mm-hmm. when you start doing demons and mm-hmm. you know, you know, stuff like that. Because Barney was already a doll that came to life. Listen. So let's start there. So the, the fact that you're about to make that dog, <laughs> I'm about to throw all Josh and Jada stuff animals in the trash. <laughs> Walk around mm-hmm. praying. Walk, I mean slapping oil on everything. I still Everywhere. got some I got to use La Faith oil. Mm. Listen. I got I got G E Patterson oil. Ooh, yeah, nah, my, my, my. I got some I got some J O Patterson Senior oil. Ooh, Senior. Ooh, yes. That's the founder oil. of my home church was like one of his key ministers, and he had some. And um, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. he passed away, they gave me one of those, and they anointed one of his cloth in their oil and gave Ooh. it to me. That thing is anointed. That 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 thing, that thing smell. That thing that the scent on that is so it smell like I don't like a combination of like mothballs and incense. It's strong. That oil is strong and embedded. But uh, no, we getting on topic anyway. Because we church, we church boy. That listen, I thought that blanket that you that handkerchief that you you will fall out immediately. Just out. <laughs> Just out. <laughs> 
Uh, but no, man, I'm definitely gonna be like spiritual guards up when I watch it because I I don't I don't do scary. Speaking of demons, Donald yeah. Trump Jr. Uh, photoshopped a picture of Ice Cube Cent in a MAGA hat. Now, if you listened to last week's episode, you know that we said that the Ice Cube melted. Now, <laughs> wow, we did not cancel Ice Cube. Um, the brothers on hiatus, though. He is, he is, though, because <laughs> I think he's he's done some interviews and things like that, and nothing that he said has really justified or gave Mm-mm. probable cause or justification or anything to why um he spoke to donald trump and he, i mean he had his reasons but they don't oh, make yeah. a lot of sense <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> they don't make a lot of sense uh, like I, I you know his this rationale was you know i'm i'm doing something right but the interviews just made him look worse and the thing is ice cube is an intelligent human being absolutely but the the interviews just made him look like he really didn't know what he was doing and talking about and again, like we said on the previous episode, it's like you use like you're getting used more than you are actually being used. Yeah. For. Yeah. And I think what's most frustrating is that we've seen time and time again with the Trump administration that anytime a black person pops up, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, a new nigga on our side. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. I, so I, I, I'm trying to understand while he thought he was doing something and while that can be applauded and whatever in some very tiny regard, what were the ways in which you didn't see Steve Harvey and Chrisette Michelle and all these other right. people say, I'm going to talk to them to make you think that all of a sudden, because you're Ice Cube, you're going to be the difference maker. Um, right. That he wasn't just going to, like, Donald Trump has literally done nothing for black America. And then all of a sudden, because you bring the contract that's worth $500 billion, right. he's oh. just going to enact it. Like, right. Come on, bro. And then you see what his son did. Like, he used the moment. Mm-hmm. He put y'all in mega hats. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's, I just, you know, I, like, again, he's not canceled. We're not throwing Ice Cube away, but I oh, just no. don't know that he fully thought through whatever wow. it was he was trying to do. And speaking of 50 Cent, um, while he did deny that, you know, there was proof that that wasn't, that hat and stuff wasn't real, it was clearly Photoshop, he came out and endorsed. Donald Trump, because it has been assumed or alleged that he's going to be taxed about 60% of his income. Now, while I, you know, do not agree with the endorsement of Donald Trump, what I can respect from 50 Cent is at least there is a, I understand the fact that you not want to be taxed. Like there's, it's, it's associated with greed. Right, but I get it. But mm-hmm. I need you to understand the level of influence you have. But because right. while you're trying to protect your money, there's mm-hmm. somebody listening to you that make twenty thousand dollars and say, "Oh, I ain't gonna get taxed." You ain't got to worry about getting taxed like that. You ain't got no money. You ain't got no money. And I'm not <laughs> here to income shame, but you know, I was gonna save this for a greater conversation. But I'm sick of y'all folk I went to high school with making twelve dollars an hour complaining <laughs> about your taxes. You don't have to worry about that. You the don't tax, the tax bill says those who make four hundred thousand or more, you barely made forty. <laughs> Okay, so so and that's my beef with 50 Cent. And I think that's my beef when celebrities do certain things while you may like you did not sign up to be a mentor. You did not Mm -hmm. sign up to be a role model. But I think you must understand the privilege that comes with your platform and how you influence people young and old. And they're going to think like you not understanding. Right. That this tax bill that you're concerned about does nothing for them. Nothing. 
And now they probably switched their vote for some asinine reason because a dude who lived his whole career talking about how he got shot 50 times is now telling them that he going to vote for, you know, Donald Trump. Come on, bro. Right. We got to be more responsible with our platforms. Got to be. And I just don't think Curtis Jackson did that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And he, I just, that's kind of, it just, it's in this lockstep with his, with his just overall persona and just, he's never really shown himself to be a class act or really to be about something other than himself. You know what I mean? So it doesn't, it doesn't shock me, of course. Uh, and I doubt he'll ever be like canceled. I'm not, you know, because yeah, I, he's, I, because he gives us power. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he gives us power. And I think people are going like, there's this, like, that's his glimmer of hope. Like, that's the <laughs> thing um, that black people are going to hold on to. And, and granted, like, there's enough people who subscribe to 50 Cent's ideology that mm. I don't think he would ever be canceled, canceled. Because no. really, 50 Cent is not, he's not a terrible trash person. He's really a bully. Is what he is. And he uses his platform, his power, his ability to be sarcastic, to like really bully people into all different kinds of situations. I mean, because he's talking about his own like um, guest stars and stars on his own show. Oh, the, yeah. um, Notori Nall. He talked about yeah. <laughs> He talked about her. And she's like the one of the main characters, not only in Power, but now the mm-hmm. guy Power Ghost book, the Disciple of Ghosts, yeah. whatever it's called, right? Yeah, she, yeah. He, he talked about her. You know what I'm saying? So he has no respect to person. But yeah, 50 Cent, I think, again, endorsing Trump, whether that is you're doing it for tax reason, I think it was just irresponsible mm-hmm. just because of the residual effects. And if that's the only reason why, I'd rather you speak out about the tax implications rather than saying, I am endorsing this man. Because you endorse the man, you endorse all of his policies, his ideologies, and everything like that as mm-hmm. well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I don't necessarily always expect Curtis Jackson to think that rationally about. No, I don't mm-hmm. think. I think he's he's calculated on what he does, uh, but he's just, he's just a troll. So that's just yeah, that's the thing. He's a he's, he's a troll. Yeah. All right. Speaking of other folk, <laughs> we're just going deeper and deeper into garbage. Um, they black oh. people have canceled Kanye West. Prepare your heart, Brian. I'm prepared. He dished your girl, your celeb crush, your celeb <sighs> bae. He dissed Issa Rae. So Issa Rae appeared on Saturday Night Live um, as the guest co-host. And of course, you know, as as customary, she was in a couple of the sketches. And I think they were talking about uh, politics and stuff like that. And she said, like, I I think it was like F Kanye or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So, of course, he tweeted and talked about how SNL has always used black people to hold other black people down and that he's praying for her and blah, 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 blah. So I'm just going to let you run with it because I know you have the thoughts about all the things. He was on SNL like two years ago. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Let's talk about that first. So, so you was holding black people back, and then you still doing that. You holding black people back now. You putting your your stupid self on during ballots. You know what I'm saying? As like, a so, VP. As so a what? VP. So I'm trying to figure what what didn't shift it. Right. Like what what's what's going on, Mr. West? Um, like I, I forgave you for some of the dumb stuff that you did. I forgave you for you know going into the White House. You know shucking and jiving for Donald Trump and all that kind of stuff. And we, you know, we, we, we put, you know, some of the stuff to the side to say, you know, mental illness is really a thing and prayers mm-hmm. are for Kanye West. But once you put your mouth on that black, beautiful, intelligent queen that is Issa Rae, <laughs> you are no longer, you are no, mm-mm, mm-mm. you are no longer allowed to get away with anything else. Don't you <laughs> dare don't you dare say another word about that black queen. I, anything after college dropout and some other stuff. 
<laughs> just like a nigga. Uh, anything <laughs> after college dropout and late registration and the first four anything after the first four albums canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else that stuff was canceled. Man, the guy said he don't want to hear no ultralight beam. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. The Yeezys are ugly and trash. <laughs> How dare you, Kanye West, talk about that beautiful black queen. Issa Rae, I love you. Um, and, and, and he had no right. No right. Any of those things to you. No right. No His right. His prayers went straight to the spam box in heaven. <laughs> Issa, if you're listening. Issa, Issa, we know you're listening. <laughs> we know you're listening. We know you're listening. Shout out to Issa Rae, friend of the podcast. <laughs> friend of the podcast. She'll be on here one day. She'll be on here one day. We claim, one we day. speaking there. As y'all young folks, we're going to manifest that. That's <laughs> that. <laughs> Yeah, glory Issa, to God. Issa, Issa. <laughs> you all right over there, Reverend? I'm, I'm, I just, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, you, you know. saying that name. <laughs> you saying that a lot. I'm, I'm probably conjure like up. You, you feel it, you feel it, you feel it at Issa. I feel, I love Issa. Let, let me move on, let, let me move on before you start sweating. Listen, <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all know, if if anything happens, if, if, if Issa called me, you know. <laughs> and the woman of God knows this, that Issa, Issa's it. I love me some Issa Ray. Uh, Miss Ray, if you're nasty. Miss Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Because, Let's move know. on. So, uh, one of Lust, our... That lust spirit <laughs> climbed up on my back. <laughs> it it, it slipped. Make, your, make, your your, make your foot shoot up in your boot. Holy macadandy. Holy Oh, man. So, one of our cultural icons who has, you oh. know, gone on to glory, Mr. Chadwick Boseman. Oh, um, man, is dead. As we know amazing actor played some phenomenal roles you know if nothing else we remember her for being our superhero the mm -hmm. black panther mm -hmm. um but before he passed away he was able to complete a film um his last film and that is the film ma rainey that is set to premiere on december 18th starring alongside the incomparable viola oh, davis so um, I just I think that Black America specifically are going to have all the feels. I think there's mm -hmm. going to be crying. We mm -hmm. know that he's going to give us a stellar performance. Yes. And just imagining him alongside, because Viola acts. She acts. When I tell you she acts, she and she acts hard. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She that acts. Not be coming out her nose. Listen, when she cry, because like what's the the film that she won an Oscar for? She was literally in that thing for like eight minutes. Yes. Uh. uh, uh <laughs> what was it? It was the one with the priest. What was it? Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but like she killed that eight minute scene so that she got best supporting actress for eight minutes. Beast. <laughs> for eight minutes, she's a beast. So seeing them juxtaposed um, together on screen, it's just gonna be amazing amazing to watch and i think we're going to get all the feels but i think it's going to be a very satisfying tribute it's going to be around the holidays so we're going to be together we're drinking our eggnog and our ciders oh, and all of the things right um so shout out to chadwick boseman's family and, the, and his estate and all of those people and shout out mm -hmm. to the legacy of chadwick boseman um let's make this movie trending number one on netflix oh, like yes. let's close out 20 like let that be the 2020 bang for us like let's mm -hmm. let that thing trend all the way through Right. 21. Let's let's do that. I, can we do let's let's do that and I we'll do our yeah. part. Definitely. We'll do our part to make sure that we push it and things like that. Um so lastly here on the billboard, um King B. Mm -hmm. King B has blessed us with information. You know that she doesn't give information lightly. Mm -hmm. um, she is releasing the second drop of um her brand with in collaboration with Adidas Ivy Park. Mm -hmm. Um and she didn't really say 
what what all it was going in, in pure Beyonce fashion. She yeah. didn't give us what all it was going to be. She posted this like cryptic, you know, post on IG that just said, "This is my park," mm-hmm. and she said, "Drip to you know comes October October 30th. Sell we don't out. know anything. It's gonna sell out. We know it's always oh, it's absolutely gonna. Sell Y'all out. ain't gonna get it. <laughs> absolutely gonna sell out. And then she posted later like this video uh, with the same caption, "Drip to October 30th. Um, so like we like we love Beyonce. We stand we again. Another Beyonce's black queen. Wonderful. Yeah, another black queen doing her thing. And like unlike some other celebrities, some of the stuff from Ivy Park was actually really dope. Like it oh, was it made was for great. women, but it was nice. It was nice stuff. Yes, um, the, the, the color schemes and everything were dope. Yeah, the color scheme was dope. So this time I'm seeing like green in her post. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like last time it was like that orange and maroon mm-hmm. type thing. So maybe this time it'll be some greenish, orangish because she got like this green. Like I don't know why we trying to decode anything Beyonce does because she's always not going to be right anything <laughs> that she puts out there but we love you beyonce um black is black is still king ivy park is gonna be great uh hopefully you drop something for the fellas because i would love to wear you know what i'm saying yeah. a little a little some sweatpants or something um, with, with the mr address <laughs> <laughs> she ain't gonna ever see it but we're gonna, <laughs> we gonna do it we're gonna we're gonna send her ipo box information right um but yeah like super excited about that and speaking of beyonce um brian you told me a little tip before we got started about mama knows yes mother knows don't play about her children <laughs> she doesn't and we i know we talked about the uh the prayers for nigeria earlier um basically it, what, what was happening was i don't know if you saw it um on her uh what was the album again for the uh for the lion king that she did um king or black is king or no black is king is the, the spirit um, i think it was the spirit i think spirit the gift is the name the of gift. the album the gift yeah. yes the gift yes, 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 so yes. um so shouts out she 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 did it you know with all uh artists from the motherland mm-hmm. and uh one of the artists you know god bless her heart she was basically you know went on social media to say hey beyonce you have a great platform you're like you know the queen bee like you need to say something. You should be saying something. Why aren't you using your platform to say something? And those of us who know Beyonce and love Beyonce, um, and like you said, we're beehive adjacent. We're not necessarily in the hive, but we know mm-hmm. we love the honey. Um, oh, we love the honey. We love the honey. Sweet honey on the rock. Ooh, God, I thank you. <laughs> uh, um, um, you know, Beyonce is, is is extremely calculated. She doesn't do anything uh, from the hip. She doesn't she just she doesn't just do stuff. Everything she does is extremely calculated. She doesn't put out statements just willy nilly. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, um, Mother Knowles uh, put out you know showed uh, or posted Beyonce statement and saying like you know thank you Beyonce for you know using your platform always using your platform and always doing research behind the scenes and you know taking your time I'm paraphrasing taking your time to um, before you did anything to speak out on something to do your research on what's going on mm-hmm. and um, thank you for not only uh, 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 being about it or speaking about it but also being about it listen and then she got a little messy at the end talking about all y'all people who thought that you know your little messages and trying to call Beyonce out Beyonce out on her you know on her her work and using her voice if y'all thought this her putting this thing out was that the pressure y'all put on her it's not so uh, I think she called the folks gnats and, and some flies or whatever. So, uh, <laughs> shout out to she didn't call them a fruit fly, did she? <laughs> <laughs> well, she she called them out. She the, the thing, but you know, shout out to, that's a that's a black mother for you. Oh, that's a black mama. That's a black mama. You don't play with your, but you don't play with their babies. Mm-mm. You can call, you can cuss me out, you can put me your hands on me, but not don't come for these kids. Listen, Robin, to this day, to this day, to this day. <laughs> to this day. 
She do not play. I never forget. Um, this is totally off topic. When um I got me and Asher found out we were pregnant with um Josh, and of course we were not married, we were heavily involved in the church. My mama gave me her, you know, you know, my you know the parent talkers, but when the motherfucker tried it, oh, she was like, Well, if you go do the math, your older child older than your do your marriage too. So like so like Hello. she don't she don't play. She don't play about her babies. <laughs> and that's the same thing for 10 knows. She don't play about a mother's a mother's child. So mm-hmm. uh, and especially not King B, do you not know who the beehive is? Like you should not right. want that beef. Like let's not do that. Anyway, like mm-hmm. the beehive don't play. Like I'm not <laughs> Well, I want no parts. I don't want no parts. I ain't trying to have y'all buzzing off my pictures and <laughs> sending death threats to me and my family. Ruining nope. my career, Carrie Wilson. No. Carrie Hilson. <laughs> Listen, no, no, and no. Mm-mm. All right. So we got an amazing conversation. We do. That is coming up. And um, so we had an opportunity of just, we, we're going to do this caveat. Um, okay. The interview that we're about to go into, the living room conversation was an interview. It was pre-recorded. And it was pre-recorded with a, an amazing gentleman who's doing great stuff for the black community, Dr. Wes Bellamy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and he, here's the dope thing. So we had an opportunity to interview um, this gentleman. And he was actually, while interviewing with us, preparing to do an interview with diddy um mm-hmm. so we like number one we're grateful that you know we were able to you know be on the schedule but right. at the same time we're giving you that caveat because as he's preparing it's kind of noisy background oh uh, you hear his you hear his daughter in the background you're gonna hear some stuff like that but here at the right. we're dads we love, we love kids. the kids we, we love, love the kids. kids so we weren't tripping um miss stokely bellamy was a part of our interview too so shout out shout out to baby stokely <laughs> bless, bless her heart <laughs> bless her heart who's a part of the interview we love we love to see it we love to hear it um uh, but yeah this interview is going to be dope so we definitely want you all to grab your drinks grab your snacks mm-hmm. grab your black power fist afro pick grab yes. whatever you need to grab light some incense maybe even light erica badu's coochie candles and whatever you gotta do man, <laughs> on down to the <laughs> living room and let's do it brian you ready i'm ready bro let's go let's get into it All right, everyone. Welcome to the living room. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We have a very special guest here with us, uh, Dr. Wes Bellamy. Dr. Bellamy, before we get started, uh, would you like to introduce yourself to those that may not already know you? Sure. What's up, man? I appreciate you brothers having me. Big fan of your work. Uh, My name is Dr. Wes Bellamy. I am uh, the national co-chairman of Our Black Party, as well as the political science department chairman at Virginia State University former vice mayor of charlottesville virginia public policy chair of 100 black men of america and uh, more than anything else i'm a husband and father of four beautiful daughters who boss me around at all times (laughs) all right girl dad what's up (laughs) yeah 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 girl dad well that's so that's what's up man we're going to um just drive straight into the conversation um election season this year is kind of interesting it's really really different than what we've seen before um but every year or every election rather they tell us that this is one of the most pivotal elections of our time um but this one seems like it's more than just regular rhetoric why do you think like this particular election um is so paramount and so important well i honestly um i'm not of the persuasion that this is the most consequential election of our time Mm -hmm. i think that for black folk every election is important i think there is a great deal of emphasis that's placed on the national election, and oftentimes as that occurs, we lose sight 
of what's really important. And I would argue that local and state elections are even more important than the presidential election. Mm -hmm. So for black folk, mm -hmm. and again, I'm on, I can only speak for our people from my perspective, for black folk, no matter who's president, we still have a community that we have to improve tomorrow, next week, the week thereafter, whether it's 45, whether it's Biden, regardless of who's elected, our neighborhoods don't change the second day in which they're in office. That's going to require us to do the work on the ground, as well as elect local leaders and hold those local uh, elected officials and state leaders and us actually joining those boards and commissions and us running for office and us yeah. building and mobilizing on the ground to change our communities. So that's that's kind of my perspective on it. I know it's not always a popular one, but <laughs> just as a former elected, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, it makes sense. And, and it's funny because you said that because we actually had a, a close friend of ours who we kind of had to chastise a little bit. Uh, regarding the importance of the down ballot, like not just the presidential mm -hmm. election, but all the other yeah. things. And he uh, actually, as a black man, said out of his mouth, like, oh, you know, it ain't really the, you know, the election ain't really my thing, you know, and we had to really kind of break down those things to him. Why do you think people think Well, that we've way? been conditioned to not know. I mean, if we're being candid, how many of us in our, in our homes as we were growing up talk about local elected right i mean how many of us talk about how many of our parents knew about the school board how many of our parents knew about the zoning commission or planning commission how many of our parents knew who to call when they had a pothole other than saying man damn somebody needs to do something about it so unfortunately a lot of us haven't grown up understanding um the value and the power of local politics and then our education system as it's currently constructed, doesn't do, in my personal opinion, and I say this as a former high school teacher, doesn't do an adequate job of teaching our young folk about mm -hmm. uh, local, elect local elections and the, the part importance of them. And even some of our higher education institutions, there's a lot of theory and there's a lot of research, but we're not talking about the practical side. So you just kind of grow through, right. go through these systems in which you don't learn about it until, you know, it directly affects you. And that's part of why many of us are lost, but that's also part of why we started our black party to ensure that our folks mm -hmm. are uh, politically educated, but more than anything else, we understand our collective power because black folk, no matter what anybody says, we got the power. So right. like considering all of that, what, what should our, should our focus be primarily on um, local elections and like state representatives? Like what should our focus as black folk be? Are we, are we promoting our own platinum plans? Like what should we be focusing well, on? We're, we're not a monolithic group. So <laughs> yeah. there are a lot of us who can do a wide variety of different things. I used to always say, well, uh, when I was in office, it's my job to be able to walk and chew gum simultaneously. So uh, right. it's important for us to be able to understand all of it. Some of us are going yeah. to be the individuals and the persons who emphasize the local persuasion. Some of us are going to be the folks who talk about the federal stuff. The main thing, more than anything else, is just that we're tapped in to a certain extent and we can understand how these systems work. So I, I'm not going to say that we should have one focus. And because we don't have one focus doesn't mean that one, uh, we're unorganized. I right. think more than anything, we need to not fall into the trick of downplaying ourselves because we don't know everything. Because I can guarantee you there's a wide variety of ethnicities across the country who don't know shit. And we hold ourselves to say that, you know, we're an organizer, we don't have a plan, or we should all be doing X, Y, and Z, when no one's doing right. one particular thing. America is built on different cultures and people um, having different perspectives and so forth. And it's funny you said that as far as like plans, uh, you know, Ice Cream usually recently just got kind of, you know, chastised or talked about real bad about uh, supporting or working with uh, In some regards, and then some people are like, yo, at least he did something. Right. So how do you feel about that? 
Uh, well, I haven't, I, I, I can't comment because I haven't had the opportunity to speak to Q. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I know there's been some reaching yeah. out and we may have missed each other, whatever, right? Like, I, I can't, I, I'm not going <laughs> to chastise him. Uh, we haven't spoken. I just say that. And I think that, you know, I think there's power in, in the fact of us saying that we're going to do something. Right. Like we're not going to allow our voices to be taken for granted. Right. And unfortunately, you know, we don't always have to agree on everybody's methods. That's uh -huh. the beauty of us being black. Right. We're so multifaceted. Mm -hmm. So that's the route that Cube thought he should go, then cool. Like if you don't agree with it, then what route are you going? That's kind of like my biggest thing. Like people, right. you know, I, I don't necessarily agree with everything that was in the, the plan or the route or whatever. But again, I haven't spoken to him, one. And then secondly, like I, if I don't agree with it, then what am I going to do? Like people complain, but then mm -hmm. like, all right, so what's right. your solution? And then how are you actively working towards that solution? We got to get off this talking head and these just bullet points on social media and actually go out and do the work. Because I can guarantee you the people in the hood, the people in our communities, they need us to do the work. They don't need us just talking and, and ranting on podcasts and social media posts. Right. No, that's fair. And I think that brings up an excellent point, even how we're looking at our two major party candidates and people all over the United States, where do we draw the line or how do we balance like, like constructive criticism versus just overt criticism and judgment? Yeah, I think, I think understanding that there's going to be criticism. Mm -hmm. no so no matter what position you do, like, you know, <laughs> no matter what you do, no matter what position you take, I've seen the negative things that people have said about Puff as he's come out in support of us, of our black party. And it's like, dog, it's wild. Cause this dude is literally like one of the first celebs to put his money in. I just talked about it, but actually say like, yo, I'm down with you. We here, we, we locked in. Um, I think no matter what though, again, no matter what you do, people are going to have critiques and that's okay. Um, I think when you ask the question, where we draw the line, white supremacy should be the line. Now how we defeat the white supremacy is up to each person, but we, must put ourselves first like ultimately no matter what we do there's nothing wrong with black folk owning our politics and there's nothing wrong with black folks saying we're going to do for us first whatever it is that we have to do for mm -hmm. ourselves that's what we're going to prioritize and as we move to that kind of model we'll see more improvement my daughter stokely is um, determined to join this <laughs> Oh, man. So, okay. So, you know, it's always a great time to talk about white supremacy. So uh, you do yeah. have a book coming out or coming out soon uh, regarding yeah. white supremacy. Uh, tell us about the book. Yeah. So my new book dropped, just dropped, uh, When White Supremacy Knocks Fight Back. You can pick it up on my daughter's website, stokelyscribespublishing.com. We started our own publishing company Dope. Um, for her. Or you can pick it up on Amazon, the ebook version, as well as the paperback. The Audible, the Audible book will be available on November 4th narrated by me um yes honey it's, it's your company we know uh so, so the book when white supremacy knocks fight back how white people can use their privilege how black people can use their power is essentially a guidebook so it's half memoir and we talk about a lot of my own personal battles with white supremacy the first time i was called an n-word kind of um for better or worse leading this effort or, or fighting against confederate mm -hmm. statues but also for white people um, and, and excuse me for also understanding my own biases and my own prejudices and, and doing that internal work in order to be able to be white supremacy and fight it. I had to understand who I am and what I'm fighting against myself. And then for white people, let's like always get asked this question. What can I do? Like, what, how, how can I help? 
Like I just I just want to be helpful. Right. There's a guide within the book. There's there's eleven chapters uh, with you to understand exactly how white supremacy um, came about from a from an analytical and anecdotal perspective. There's a lot of data. There's a lot of um, just uh, research based information within the book that shows and proves how white supremacy exists and how it continues to exist. And then again, there's methods and solutions for how we can defeat it. That's really dope. And I think one of the things that we often don't talk about enough is like we talk about how a lot of white people want to be educated and how they want to like help. What can they do to use their privilege to help fight white supremacy? But what are some of the thoughts? Um, and maybe there's some of the same thoughts, right? But what are some of the thoughts and suggestions that you have for non-black POCs? who are out there and don't want to identify like sometimes not even as people of color, but also say, maybe I want to fight too, but I don't know how. Yeah. I mean, I can't give it all yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. You get the book <laughs> you on now I'm just giving you all time. <laughs> I would say, you know, for, for folks of other ethnicities who want to get in, want to get in the game and they want to fight. I think there's a level of privilege that we all have. Um, like for example, YouTube brothers, you have a level of privilege with your platform. So it's about like, how do you utilize your platform to share information? That's one way in which we defeat white supremacy. Like people think that oftentimes when we're talking about defeating white supremacy, it's some grand dose. You gotta be leading a march of 5,000 people. And that's that's not really it. Like it's when you're at the dinner table and you hear your aunt say something right. that you know is homophobic or you know is wild, disrespectful. Do you check her or do you just mm -hmm. let it slide? Right. Are you willing to be uncomfortable in terms of making your family understand, nah, this ain't cool? Or do you just say, like, ah, oh, that's just who they are? Like, that's how we defeat white supremacy. So those are the things that I would encourage um, everybody to do and also pick up the book. Oftentimes, you know, people, it's, it's having those uncomfortable conversations. Um, mm -hmm. And for those, you know, who um, don't understand other than your book, were some other places, some other resources that you pretty much would uh, recommend for those that want to uh, learn about white supremacy and how to combat it and fight racism? I think there are uh, uh, several pieces of work that are dope. Um, you know, Kendi Embram's book, uh, How to Be Anti-Racist is dope. I think reading and understanding the work of Dr. King, when you, when you read the book, excuse me, when you read the letter from the Birmingham jail, when you do the research um, in regards to uh, just just understanding how these systems work, like I, one thing that I encourage every everyone to do is very simple: go look at your city or your municipality's budget. Mm. You want to know how white supremacy works? Go look at your city budget. Wow! Does your does your city council say that they're committed to equity? And if they're committed to equity, how much of their budget is specifically allocated to addressing equitable issues? specifically for black folk. Right. If it's very minute, that shows you how they feel about equity. If they're spending, you know, 25 times the amount um, in their local police department than they are from the local schools, that shows you how they feel about equity. Mm -hmm. That's how we defeat white supremacy. Those are the things that we have to go do. Let, let me ask you this. Considering that we now have um, first black um, woman vice presidential, official vice presidential nominee, right? What do you think that that selection does for the future fight towards white supremacy and just politics overall? Well, I think from an optics perspective, it gives, like I said, I have four daughters. It gives my daughters a great deal of hope. Mm -hmm. They can look and see this is something that I can do too. You know, I think there's a great deal of empowerment for black women. Uh, a woman who went and graduated from an HBCU, who is now, you know what I'm saying, a vice president one. Stokely, thank you. Yeah, you too, me, yes. <laughs> 
there's a black woman, there's a black woman who, you know, again, graduated from HBCU, is now running for president and subsequently becomes uh, potentially the vice president right. of the United States. That's dope. That's powerful. You can never negate that. Even if she wanted to lose a draw, like, you can never negate that. Um, I think also her, uh, Senator Harris's ability, just her brilliance from a policy mm -hmm. perspective, um, she's arguably the most progressive senator in the Senate. And I, I'm willing to, you know, if, if folks want to have that debate, I can pull receipts and show how she's done more in the Senate than essentially anybody, even some of their favorite other presidential candidates. And she's actually got stuff done. So, you know, from that perspective, Senator Harris was, was a phenomenal pick. I think that um, she brings a level of balance and also a level of access. So there's something that we can, you know, someone that we can quote unquote feel like we can relate to and trust on that ticket now, which I think will drive turnout. Um, and 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 then there's a there's a few other things, but you know, I'm a big fan of Senator Harris, um, and I'm willing to have that debate with any and everybody whenever they want to have it. Um, and I think it's imperative that if we don't support, no matter who we support in the general election, we have to we owe it to, to support this system. Like you can't say you about black liberation but won't support this sister who's been fighting for us. Yes, she's been fighting for us. Uh, before we let you go. Uh, I guess the question would good question would be what are some actionable steps uh, that you think that we should take uh, to just go forward uh, and make progress? Yeah, yeah. I think again, every every person who's watching this, listening to this, or whatever, you need to go and review your city's budget. All of it's available online. Stokely, Stokely, I love you, honey. Thank you. All of us need to go and look at our city's municipal budget. It's available online. Every city, no matter where you live. That would be first and foremost. And then secondly, I would encourage every brother, every sister who's listening to tap into a therapist, start doing yes. that internal work. Mm -hmm. um, and those, when we do those things, we, we defeat white supremacy because again, we understand ourselves. When we also talk about tangible things that we can do tomorrow, I would encourage us to look at applying to a border commission in your local city, um, in your municipality. I would encourage us to find out the days in which your city council the meetings actually take place. Mm -hmm. I would encourage you to figure out the days in which your local school board actually meet. I want you to look up your local school board's budget from a state perspective. Um, did your state bring forth any bills revolving around qualified immunity? Who voted for those bills? Mm -hmm. Who voted against those bills? Like those are the things in terms of a research perspective that we have to start looking at. And that's how we turn our protest to policy. Again, we want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the podcast. But before we officially let you go, um, tell the people some things you got going on. I know you mentioned our black party which is doing some phenomenal things. Um, tell the people about that and maybe sure. where we can find you and connect and link up. Yeah. You can hit me up on Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook at Dr. West Bellamy. Um, you can follow us on uh, our socials at our black party. Um, at O-U-R-B-L-A-C-K, party, P-A-R-T-Y, <laughs> yeah. all one word. Um, you can pick up the book, When White Supremacy Knocks, Fight Back, How White People Can Use Their Privilege, How Black People Can Use Their Power. Again, it's available on Amazon. Or you can click the bio in my link tree, click the link tree in my bio on IG, and it'll take you straight to the book, pick up some merch. Um, but more than anything, man, I just encourage us all to love each other. If you want to help me, you want to support the movement, love each other. All that's, right. what's, that's what's up man again appreciate you and we're gonna move on and we're gonna wrap we're gonna go into this um next segment that we call uh, i am my brother's keeper let's do it Ooh, 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 Ooh. Ooh. 
All right, we are here at I Am My Brother's Keeper, Black Man Self-Care, yep. um, where we talk about what we do as black men to take care of ourselves, as Absolutely. you can see. Uh, and we need to do that. It's something we must do uh, to live life and be happy and free, because we deserve it, black men. We deserve to take care of ourselves. We deserve. If you don't take care of yourself, who's going to take care of you? Who's going to take care of you? Who? Who? Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm, is it okay if I go first? Go ahead. Go do your thing. All right, so I I'm looking forward to, you know, we a couple episodes we talk about, um, going to the barbershop, I got to go back. I okay. need to go back. Uh, um, a self-esteem booster, self-esteem booster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm I'm still missing outside, so I want to go get me a haircut. Um, but I also want to buy an outfit. I just want to be fresh. I, mean, I, might be, I might be in the house, but I want to be fresh. Listen, wear your ensemble on your couch. Listen, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to do it. I don't I deserve it? You deserve. We work hard and we beer getting gray. You deserve luxuries. I might need to go. Also, I might I might get some dye. So if y'all see me on the gram, and listen, charcoal black, right? With the gray gone. I did that too. Listen, we out here preserving this. We we are we were trying to get on that Lorenz Tate regime. I need it all of it. Listen, that brother looked the same way he looked from Love Jones, and I'm trying to look like that in my forties. Right, how's the serum working that you've been using? You know, so it's cool. You know, I've been mm -hmm. using my retinols. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I feel, you know, I feel that thing, you know, <laughs> the <them laughs> lines, you know, you know, they're not there, you know, because I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to preserve. I'm trying mm -hmm. to preserve. Take care of your skin, brothers. You know, I do a mud mask at minimum, mm -hmm. twice, at minimum twice a week. Uh-huh. So, you know, you just got to take care of your temples. Your presentation mm -hmm. matters. It does. We need to talk about that one day, like how important presentation. Oh, is. we could do a whole male grooming. We need to. Episode. We need to. <laughs> of some rules, brothers. Oh, <laughs> the jigsaw rules to male grooming. Oh, that's it. Let's write that down. Let's write that down. For black men self-care this week, man, I'm going to, you're talking about going to get a haircut, buying mm -hmm. an outfit. I think I'm going to go buy me a diffuser. Um, okay. Seasons are changing. I have really bad sinuses and allergies, and I okay. do not want the people to get it confused with the Rona. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so I want to make sure that the air in my house is as crystal clean and pristine and clear as possible to make sure that there's not a lot of drainage and all these different types of things. And I just think it's just going to be a vibe because I recently bought a foot massager. So I'm going to mm -hmm. put my feet in that water, put my diffuser beside me. Um, maybe pour me a glass of a good Pinot and just, you know, vibe out <laughs> to my own, be my own vibe. Mm, that, that's, that's, that's what I think is mm -hmm. going to happen. Go to the Target, get my diffuser and vibe out to my own vibes. Mm -hmm. as, as the young folks say, be a vibe. Be a vibe. Be a vibe. All right. So uh, I'm excited about what's next because last week mm -hmm. we premiered it. In uh -huh. a kind of unconventional way, but we it's did. official right now. It's official. We're going to head to the P.O. box because we got some mail in that joint. Somebody decided to ask us some questions they to did. get us some input. So let's right. go to the P.O. box. I'm going. Let's go. All right. We are here at the P.O. box. We went down to the mailbox and got some stuff. Um, so we do have a letter. Okay. Are you ready? For, are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm gonna read the title. Okay. We're uh, going to it. So the title is "My Husband mm -hmm. Has a Work Wife." Oh my God. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna read the letter. <laughs> Go for it. All right. I'm, I'm gonna paraphrase. Uh, so first, we got to give the person a name. So, okay. What name um, Dolores Bradley. Dolores. <laughs> <laughs> Delores Bradley. Yep. Okay. Delores Bradley. 
bless your heart. <laughs> Read the letter, Brian. <laughs> All right, let's stay on track. Okay, so Dolores. So Dolores says, my name is Dolores Briley. Mm-hmm. And my husband admitted that he has a work wife. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, you know, I'm, you know, kind of progressive and I don't really feel that work wives are, you know, a big deal, but I, you know, asked about the work wife and my husband admitted to me that he finds the work wife attractive. Okay. Okay. So am I doing too much by thinking that it's inappropriate to have a work wife that you're attracted to or what did she say? Am I doing too much thinking that, thinking that it's out of order to have a work wife that you're attracted to or do you think i should just not think anything of it what do y'all think we sh- i should do okay um you want to take this first or you want me to stab uh, it you take a stab at first okay T- talk to dolores for us so um dolores bradley um <laughs> well i you know i think let me, let me start here from a basic standpoint, I think whether it's intentional or unintentional, m- many of us, I'm not going to say everyone, because I know people who literally go to work, mind their business and go mm-hmm. home. But many of us who socialize in some kind of way, specifically with the opposite sex, mm-hmm. kind, kind of end up having a work wife or mm-hmm. husband. We may not think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not even verbalize it by using that language, but uh-huh. it's kind of, when you think about what a work wife or work husband is, it's that person that you kind of like are super cool with. Mm-hmm. You probably do lunch with, you know, mm-hmm. that's the person you, you know, a happy hour you may mm-hmm. go to if it's happening or if there's kind of work function, y'all naturally gravitate and y'all, y'all are kind of always together, right? you know, kind of depend on each other, ABC, one, two, three, within the confinement of the workspace. Mm-hmm. And typically you may even be cool outside the workspace and be cool right. with your real spouses and things like that, right? I think the waters get muddy mm-hmm. um, when that relationship gets inappropriate. When you start talking about things like with your real husband and wife, because mm-hmm. um, I just think there are limits, right? Um, yep, 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 yep. When you start to be sneaking, like when you go to lunch with that person, but you you're not telling you, you know, so you're not telling us fast mm-hmm. as you're going to work with, mm-hmm. you know, lunch with them. Um, so I think it gets muddy and it can get complicated in that way, because if you have to do all of that, then that kind of means that there's something there that you don't want your right. spouse to know about mm-hmm. and you're trying to intentionally hide it. Now you didn't say all of that, but mm-hmm. that's just, I want to give that, you know, put that out there disclaimer about work spouses. All right. right. Now in terms of, your husband thinking this work wife is attractive. I mm-hmm. think that that is hard to really give advice to right? because um, attraction or finding someone attractive does not necessarily mean that there's attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I like, cause I, I can see anybody on the street and be like, Oh man, they're cute. They're this, they're that, but it does not mean that I want them. It does not mm-hmm. mean I want to jump their guns. Um, and just because me and you are cool and right. we're the opposite sex doesn't mean that I think you're ugly. I have women friends that aren't ugly, mm-hmm. but they're my friends. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. So, so I guess the question is, if he finds her attractive, what is the depth of their relationship? Right. And do you think that that level of attraction can be blossomed into something else? And if you all, are, and if he's honest enough to tell you that this is my work wife and I think she's fine, mm-hmm. like, then I think there's also a level of honesty that can happen in your relationship where mm-hmm. you can kind of talk about like, you know, 
is there a possibility? Like, do y'all be like, you know, say have the conversation. And if you're right. seeing that it's based on a conversation that it could be inappropriate, then I think you have another conversation about what boundaries now look like with this person. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's, you know, I'm not going to be the macho man to say, man, just leave him alone. It's just something because it, because it could be something simple that could right. be manifesting itself into something deeper. Right. So on one end, I'm just like, it's just a work spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of hard saying that, right. Just out right. loud and admitting that. But um, again, you develop these relationships and friendships with right. people at work mm-hmm. and i think it's culturally we called it that but a lot of right. times it really is nothing mm-hmm. and so if it's really nothing it could just be somebody that they're that they the fact that he admitted that she was attractive i think is what brings you pause right, because right. you probably could look at this woman and also say she's not an ugly woman mm-hmm. so is your issue with the fact that she's not ugly or is your issue with the fact that they spend so much time together and he actually admits that she's attractive because i think in our heart of hearts we kind of know what our spouse is like and don't like right but when we actually verbalize it it -hmm. brings a different level of perspective on how we accept their attraction so like thinking yourself like what your real issue is Mm -hmm. before you really contemplate with him something that may not even be there brian yeah and I i think the same thing is it's like okay so um, like, okay, for instance, like in my case, um, my wife actually was like, oh, so she's a work wife. And I laughed. I was like, oh, well, you know, we are close. And the funny thing is, like, we, I do have a person who I work closely with. I'm not going to say her name. Um, she's like a dope woman. She's like super dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's pretty. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and my wife knows that she's pretty. They know each other. They have each other's phone number. Because, um, like, it was a situation where, like, if I got sick or got any case of emergency, like, I was like, hey, can I y'all exchange numbers so anything ever happens to me, like at at work or whatever, you can like, you know, follow up and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So I have had that situation, but then she broke up with me for somebody else. But that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I'm not my I'm not in my feelings. I'm I'm not I'm not bitter upset. You know. Right. But she be calling me. But uh, um. But yeah. But I, I think it's a situation where I think the the thing is the honesty. Like if he was like, oh no, you know, she ugly, and mm-hmm. they come to find out that she fine then you might've been like, oh, why didn't you just tell the truth? Or, or if, like you said earlier, if there's like this, you hide in conversations or she call you, um, she calls you at home and then your wife is there and you are afraid to be like, oh, so-and-so's on the phone or- Yeah, sneak out uh, the room to answer the text and all that kind of, yeah. Right, like if, if there's no openness or honesty when it comes to the relationship or y'all having conversations and stuff like that, I think that where, where it can be a problem. Um, but I, I think if he's honest with you and y'all have the conversation and honestly, as a, as a, you can't, you know, sometimes we'd be like, Oh, am I doing too much? Like sometimes I think doing too much is based off of your feelings. Like your feelings sometimes can never be too much. Sometimes we may think, Oh, you might be doing too much, but if your, your fear feelings are honest, they're valid and they're true. They are honest, they're valid and they're true. Mm-hmm. And we don't all, we don't, and the, it wasn't put in here in context. Like maybe, you know, does your dude have like a history of infidelity you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like what is the context where you feeling potentially uneasy about this relationship especially when those of us who you know have jobs um and work especially in corporate america we're usually there eight nine hours depending on mm-hmm. day now we're at home but for the most part you know you're there all the time you talk to this person all day um you sometimes you may spend more time with that work person than you do you know awake with your with your spouse so um, I guess to answer the question, I don't think you're doing too much as long as you have the conversation and you are feel comfortable with it um, or not. So just have the conversation, I would say. 
Yep, I agree. I absolutely agree. So I hope that helped. I hope he didn't like make things even more difficult. But send us an update. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know how it goes. Write in to and if anybody else has a question or scenario that you want our opinion or perspective on, please write in to ask the jigsaw mm-hmm. at um, gmail.com and we'll be sure to read your question aloud, keep you safe and anonymous, like give you a pseudonym, just mm-hmm. like Dolores Bradley. And <laughs> and um, yeah, we are here for you. You ready to wrap up the show, bro? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go into a greater conversation. Let me talk. Let me talk. What's going on, y'all? And um, let's get into a greater conversation. Brian, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw mine out here because it's quick okay. and it's short mm-hmm. and it's to the point. Um, and it's a little petty, but um, I kind of want to talk. And it's not really a greater conversation, more so than it is my annual PSA. Okay. Okay. And I've I've said this almost every year. Halloween is coming up. Now, I don't Mm -hmm. celebrate that holiday like that. My wife allows our kids to dress up and do things. But, you know, I didn't naturally grow up celebrating. But I understand what it is. Listen, I grew up in a sanctified house. We didn't do this. Thank you. My mama didn't do this. Now, she sent us to school with candy. But we didn't do all the extra stuff. So, sad that to say, um, and this is particularly to white folk. Y'all love to dress up. Oh y'all love to do y'all thing, but blackface mm-hmm. is never a costume. Never. Let me just say that, okay? Blackface is not a costume. You can be Barack Obama without putting on brown makeup, okay? Sure you can be Michelle, you can be Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, Beyonce. Pick your list of people. Cleopatra, because mm-hmm. she was black too. You can be anybody Hello. that you want to be from the African-American community without mm-hmm. going to get Fenty Beauty's finest powders, putting it on your skin <laughs> and darkening yourself, okay? Right. It is not necessary. You will get dragged. Celebrities have gotten dragged forward in the past. They're going to get dragged forward in the future. There is no explanation that you Never. can have for it. There is no level of ignorance that you can have for it. You are too mature, hopefully, and intelligent to know what you're doing. Like To, to, to act like you don't know what you're doing is wrong. Okay, so as you're preparing these costumes, as you're going to Party City, as you're going to the old Circuit City, to the Halloween treat store, and they turned it into, and you're looking through all the paraphernalia and going through the racks and the robes and the shelves, and you're picking out that cape and that dress and that suit and whatever it is that you're going to conjure and put together, you leave all of the paint, you leave all of the sprays, you leave mm-hmm. all of the tanning, you leave all of, all of the things right where they are, and you be your lily white self in this costume. And if mm-hmm. we're not able to recognize who you are without makeup, then baby, that means you probably need to be somebody else. Do right. not come at us with the foolishness of blackface mm-hmm. this Halloween in 2020 has been a dumpster fire. And mm-hmm. what we do not need is added ignorance, specifically before this asinine election that is coming up, to be dragging white people who have decided they're going to do whatever they want to do anyway. And I'm going to remind y'all, um, y'all um, non-melanated folk next week too, right before this here, thanks, um, not Thanksgiving, Halloween, mm-hmm. that you did not do it, that you should not do it. Please right. don't do it. Don't do it. Don't make me, because I, when I see you on the gram, mm-hmm. I'm going to call you out and your, and your Instagram handle. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm done. Well, um, I'm gonna give a shout out to you sensitive people on Instagram <laughs> or on social media. Um, so you know, I, I, there was a post out there that you know showed President Obama praying over a person in the in a hospital bed, and I you know politely went on there, just you know being sarcastic and trying to be funny. Um, I put on there, oh man, I thought you know Democrats were godless, um, and hated prayer. Mm-hmm. When I tell you these fools clearly have no sense of 
understanding of, of sarcasm or context of any nature. These fools try to drag me. And, and, my, and the funny thing is, they were sitting there trying to tell me um, that's hate speech and how dare you and only um, a godless person is you. And, and they went to my bio and, you know, talk oh. about <laughs> <laughs> and they're talking about how dare you say that as a Christian and blah blah blah. And I said, you guys must be some. Only one or two people was like, oh, um, y'all are stupid. This dude's being sarcastic. I'm like, clearly I sarcasm. It's clearly sarcasm. You know. What I'm saying? And then I had, you know, and normally I don't go on there and I don't re- reply to the, to the people. Um, but one person really tried to come for me, uh, and I, you know, I had to give them, you know, the Twitter fingers had to had to do their do their their work. Um, and I, you know, kind of politely went down the, you know, the history uh, when it comes to uh, um, certain things when it comes to, to politics and stuff like that, and how Barack Obama um, actually was a person that went to church and he didn't just take photo ops in front of churches. Mm-hmm. And one of his biggest scandals was actually wearing a tan suit to wear to church. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and how he got in trouble when he was running for president uh, because he went to an all black church who talked about black church doctrine and stuff like that. So, so please do not, you know. And and I and I told him about how Jimmy Carter um, taught Sunday school every weekend. He was a Democrat, you know. So I had to really and, and, and educate these people who claim to be these uh dims who were just so hurt and so fragile and i'm like one it, it's sarcasm but y'all are, are, are y'all are seriously doing the same thing or acting a certain way because of of, of what i said in jest on social media and, and then y'all want to act like everybody else just a snowflake and and all that kind of stuff y'all sitting there and upset trying to drag me about something that i said on social media y'all are foolish y'all are dumb Y'all are stupid. Y'all are idiots. I'm gonna give you all the all the different names. All you have to do is just read all the things. All the things. <laughs> just read the comments, and then and, 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 and sometimes you know what you got to do. Sometimes you see a comment that you may not like or may not understand, or it just goes over your head. Just just there's this thing you can do. Just swipe. You can clearly just keep on swiping. Swipe, swipe. Keep on moving, and live your life. And the funny thing is, it wasn't in your post. So and like I say, nothing under your post. It was somebody else's picture. People don't even care about you. So, <laughs> So those of y'all that are on social media, this is one thing that you can do. You can either, you know, see something, you can like it. There's no dislike button. You don't even have to comment. Just keep on going. If you don't understand it, if it goes over your head, just keep on pushing. Like, dislike, go on with your life. We don't care about what you think or how you feel. One dude even tried to tell me, <laughs> he, said, he said, it's not a good look, buddy, but, but you keep doing you. And I said, I will. Unbothered. <laughs> Unbothered. <laughs> and next. And next. So that's what I, you know, it wasn't a, a major rant, but that I, it just, it got on my nerves. And I, you know, I use the social media thing really already is a, is a thing for me. I know. And you know, the people love to act out on Cicely Tyson internet. They do. They do. And they act and they get, they get this courage. They get this, this courage. Listen, a courage that would never be present in person. Never. And, and I, and, and that's the thing, so, you know, I'm, I'm old school. Pull up, pull up. Oh, we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> <laughs> because I, if we are going to cancel Ice Cube, I can tell you the next member of the NWA, he's sitting on the other side of the mic. <laughs> Listen, pull, pull up. I can go from Ghana to the gangster real quick. Oh, we know. Pull we know. My brother is always up. ready to get, the, he got the bail money ready too. He going to bail himself out. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I got it. Let's, let's pull up. Don't, don't hide behind the keyboard. Pull up. That's where I'm from. Um, Act up, you can get snatched up. See, see the girls. <laughs> I told you, <laughs> women rap, women rap. I love it. I love it. But um, that's it. I, 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 I'm that's it. I'm, I'm gonna get off. I'm gonna get off the, uh, my rant. 
Well, that concludes another episode of <laughs> this pod. I can't believe y'all listen to us every week. <laughs> but we appreciate it. This concludes another week of uh, this podcast, The Jigsaw. We really appreciate y'all. We do. Um, uh, I won't say suffering through, but living through. All of the greatness and the silliness and our is my living in vain. Don't you you go, Clark Sisters? (laughs) No, (laughs) no, no, of course not. (laughs) It's not all in vain because up the road is what eternal gain. Is eternal gain? (laughs) Oh man, but thank y'all, thank y'all, thank you. Maddie's girls, all five of them. All five, Denise. Because <laughs> I love me so Denise Clark Brad Apostle. Se- seven? <laughs> oh, seven of my boys. <laughs> seven? If mom was here, she'd say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, you know, maybe we'd be messy on this here platform. Um, but no, literally, we thank y'all. We thank y'all for listening to the podcast every week. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can show your love. By giving us five stars, five. Uh, by leaving a positive review on uh-huh. Apple or Spotify or Google, wherever you get your podcast, we everywhere. All the platforms. We everywhere. Share everywhere. it with somebody, um, tag somebody, all that different kind of stuff. But again, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We do, we do, we do, we do. And yeah, um, Jigsaw, follow us on uh, Instagram, uh, the Jigsaw Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us. Oh, email us. Yes. Ask the Jigsaw um, for the P.O. Box. Just hit us up. Just love us. Um, tag your friends in the in the uh, in the um, in the comments. Um, follow me at I am Brian Hare and follow Joshua at I am Josh Rogers. Um, and I think that is it. But we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Um, and Josh, please let the people know what they should do. I can let you know what you can do is mm-hmm. not let this life stress you out. All mm-hmm. right, don't do it. All you can do, my friend. My brother, my sister, is do what you can, while you can, the very best way that you can. But in the midst of all that, don't you ever get caught with your work undone. That's a wrap. Love y'all. We love y'all.